1: 60 out, good kick, good vision again, Kelly, and Darling will mark. And bends it around. Just gets it home. It's 500 goals for
0: Jack Darling, and they come from everywhere. A great milestone by Jack Darling, 500 career goals.
1: Jack Darling's 500th career goal at Optus Stadium on Sunday against Richmond. Thanks to Izuzu Utes, you can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max, bringing us the show today, of course. Always a comfortable ride, no matter what the terrain. Comfortable enough that even Josh Kennedy will have felt comfortable in it on Monday. And the reason why Josh Kennedy needed a comfortable ride on Monday is because he played footy at the weekend. Josh, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Good morning, mate. How are you? I'm good. How did you pull up?
0: <laughs> oh, I'm very sore. I, I totally forgot about the two-day doms, which uh, is where your body just looks like builds up. And this morning, I have woke up at CIF has. So my recovery process compared to when I played probably wasn't uh, up to standard. So that's probably why I'm feeling pretty sore today.
1: Yes, getting around like a half-open pocket knife, as we say today. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I believe you went all right, Josh. Kick 4-3. <laughs>
0: No, yeah, I yeah, end up getting um, a couple of shots on goal. I hit the post twice, so I was, I was filthy with that. But, um, no, look, it was a great day. We um, Obviously, Lekker came up and played. And, um, yeah, to be able to, I suppose, put the Northampton jumper back on, which has been 19 years since I've since I've put that jumper on, so it was pretty cool. And, obviously, haven't played with Lekker since the 18 grand final. So to be able to have a, a run around with him and get a few kicks off him again was um, uh, was pretty cool.
1: So given that he kicked 0-0, zero, zero, I presume he was delivering them to you, was he?
0: He did, yeah, he was. He worked with a, a bit. We, um, he, he had his opportunity, had a few shots. He, he dropped a sitter and he, he also flour bagged one, which I thought he was going to kick, but... Um but yeah, you get a little bit frustrated towards the end, but um, but no, look, it was a good fun day and, and the whole point I suppose get back and, and playing was um was, was about the waffle game and, and getting everyone there to watch and, and raising money for all the junior clubs up here in the in the G N F L to to pay for their registrations for next year. So we had a few numbers come to obviously our game, but then also the Waffle game and um yeah, to be able to distribute the funds to the G N F L now, it's 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 pretty cool.
1: And a great win for the Sharks, of course, over over Peel in the main game.
0: Yeah, it was. it was. It was actually a really, really great game to watch. Um, they were back and forth. It was pretty tight, and um, East River kind of kicked a few goals towards the back end of the game to, to get the victory. And, and a great game, um, a great win for them, obviously, with where they're sitting on the ladder. So they've kind of locked in that that, um, that pushed up the third spot now, I think. So they'll um, yeah, they're, they're in the hunt for to push them towards finals, which is great to see.
1: Do you play senior footy for East Fremantle before you went to Carlton? Uh, I did, yeah. So I
0: finished year 12, came down, lived in Perth and played Colts. Uh, We had to play the first five game of Colts that year. Um, And Andrew Lockyer, um, who was a big organiser for getting his Waffle game up this year as well, he he was the coach. So we played the first five and then I kind of bounced back and forth from seniors and and reserves. Um, We weren't going too Flash then. Dave Dunbar was coaching and... Yeah, I think the first game I played was against Swan Districts, and I think we got smashed by 158 points or something. So <laughs> it wasn't um, wasn't a great start to my Waffle League career. But uh, with the Colts, we ended up uh, pushing through finals and, and making the grand final. We lost to Peel, uh, but they had um, they had some good, classy players in Paul Bauer, Scotty Gumbleton, um, and uh, Hayden Ballantyne, who ended up kicking a uh, couple of goals late in the, in the game, and he won the game for them.
1: Would have been a pretty fair 18s game, um key key attacking positions with you and Scotty Gumbleton in the same 18s team?
0: Yeah, no, it was it was good. Scotty um, came through and obviously had his injuries over the course of his career, but um, yeah, he was a talent. He, he was a big marking forward and, um, you know, he obviously got drafted. And from East Man, we, we had a few that year. You know, it was Mitch Clark, Andrew Swallow, um, Garrick Eddington, um Paddy Ryder was another one as well. So, yeah, we had a, um, we had a good list that year at East Romano. We had a few drafted.
1: Yeah, now let's get on to uh, West Coast. Jack Darling, your your old mate, um, the other power forward in the great West Coast teams, of course, uh, going back a few years, kicked his 500th goal on the weekend. Tell us a bit about Jack, the player, and what sort of career he's had.
0: Oh, mate, it's been it's fantastic to see. 500 goals, you know, it's, it's, it's a big effort. Um, and the way he's gone about it, I've been able, lucky enough to play alongside him and, and see most of those goals uh, go through the big sticks. So, um, you know, he's always come. He came in as a young kid. That first year he had, you know, he excelled straight away. I think he played nearly every game. Um, there was me and Lynch here, and he kind of was that third tall. And, um, you know, his agility, his strengths, um, you know, and even just, talking about his goal kicking, he's always been pretty straight um, and, and pretty um, accurate with his goal kicking. So uh, for him to, you know, push through past, you know, 250 games and um, uh, and, and, and be able to, uh, you know, kick 500 goals, um, you know, it's fantastic. So it's it was great to see. Um, obviously, yeah, Tuma uh, kicked 500, but he kicked it in 150 games. I think I kicked it in about 200. So um, we've got that up on him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Jack's a classic example for for people who are trying to work out how to be a good kick. Jack's a classic example. He's not a natural flowing kick, but he runs straight, holds it straight, drops it straight, and follows through straight. And if you do those things, there's not a hell of a lot that can go wrong with your kicking action. He does all those things. They're the basic fundamentals of kicking. So if you want to be a better kick out there, folks, um, have a look at Jack Darling. There's nothing particularly natural about what he does, but it works.
0: Yeah, that's it. And like, yeah, ever since he first came in, and just you know, watching his technique, you know, everything is so straight. Everything just seems so structurally sound. There's 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 no sidestep. There's no swing on the leg. There's the body is yeah, all straight. Ball drop. Everything. So, um, if you're looking at a, a perfect kind of set shot routine, you know, yeah, he'd be the one that you'd be watching the video on because yeah, you wouldn't be watching mine and a few others. Probably not even Summers.
1: Uh, no, he certainly didn't have the sewing machine stutter in the middle of the <laughs> in the middle of the rudder. Hey, um, what did you make of the Eagles on the weekend against the Tigers?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, it was it was obviously a positive. You know, you want to be winning games, and uh, that has been quite difficult for the West Coast this year. But um, but the competitiveness, the effort, um, you know, winning contested ball, <coughs> sorry, winning, <coughs> sorry. Winning clearances. Um, that last bit of the, I suppose, uh, before half time, that that start of the third, where they kicked about five goals in a row, that was probably the, the bit of the difference there. And and Richmond did leave the door open, um, kicking. Uh, I think they kicked fourteen points for the game. So, um, but. In terms of the ball movement off the pressure that West Coast had, it was a really positive sign. Having 50 inside 50, which was the first time in a long time, um, you know, it was great to see. This couldn't get those marks inside 50. I think they end up losing that 12 to 22. But, um, but yeah, a lot of positive signs, a lot of senior guys back, which is great. Um, and also looking at the waffle, I think they had nine guys playing the waffle. So a bit of continuity in their training. I think um, Simo said they had a bit of match in last week for the first time since round 10. So all those little things that training kind of help, I suppose, with with the game day.
1: Adam said... Before the fourth game against Sydney a few weeks ago, they were looking for an identity in the back half of the season, and obviously, that didn't happen uh, in the game against the Swans. But I got the feeling watching them play the Tigers that there was an identity coming through. That there was, there was speed on the ball. They were good in the contest. They were good at pressuring Richmond's exits from um, uh, inside West Coast Zone attacking fifty. All the things you look to see from a from a modern footy team, they they had. Uh, to some degree, yeah. and, it was, and as you mentioned, it was just that lapse either side of half time where the, the scoreboard really got away from them, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, and, um, you know, you talk about a brand of footy and, and that consistent kind of pressure that they had, being able to win the footy on the inside, I think, you know, once again, they had about 80 marks for the game, so being able to control the footy when they needed to, but then also move it really quick, um, you know, off turnovers, Um Yeah, it's great to see. And that's the way they want to play. That's the way they've been trying to train. And they're finally starting to get into some rhythm to be able to um, obviously train it. But, yeah... Once a year, the four-quarter consistency thing, you know, that's where probably they do have those lapses, and um, you know, teams are able to go bang, 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 keep those goals, and that that lead just jumps ahead. Just that little bit too much to peg back, but I think the backs stood up pretty well, um, you know. But Govern TB going down early probably didn't help, but it was good to see, I suppose, those boys come back on and um, yeah, and get those backs back six up, and and as they're moving that footy forward and they're, they're pressing up the ground, it, they were able to kind of hold the ball inside um, the forward. Half, which is a which is a big thing that they want to do.
1: They're finding new and interesting ways to hurt themselves. West Coast, aren't they? Gov got kicked in the head by <laughs> Liam Duggan, um, oh, and, no. and Tommy Barras fell on his head trying to stand on uh, Jack Revol's head. So luckily, they both did, came back. Did he, did he get a kick
0: out of that? Did, did he get a kick? Was that a possession? Uh, he did. He did.
1: He, he, he has, yeah. oh, I don't know whether it was recorded, but the ball did certainly touch boots. So, yeah, <laughs> he, he
0: did. He did the full flip. But that's a, with CB and, and the way he goes, he is, you know, the way he reads the, the footy and um, the awareness he has with players around him, you know, and he has such a big jump. Uh, his leap is, um, you know, quite amazing. And, and that's why he's able to get, I suppose, the marks he has and also the spoils. So. Um, but he does get, get caught sometimes where he does jump too high and he gets caught um, you know, over top of blokes and um and lucky enough he came through on scale that because it was a bit of a bit of a heavy fall. But um Gov coming back on obviously was really good and and then Oscar obviously was um found it tough pretty early. But um you know, I was a little bit worried the way he landed with his shoulder. I didn't know whether it was his A C or he'd done his collarbone or he looked pretty ginger, but to be able to come back on obviously it wasn't too bad. Must have just jarred his jarred his shoulder. Um so and him come back in you know, not having a touch, I suppose, in the first half and it being quite tough for him to, to kick three goals one um, in the end. You know, it was a great effort.
1: Yeah, you mentioned about um, landing. Like, there's two things about taking screamers, isn't it? You've got to be able to get up there and you've got to be able to get down again. I actually, I could do the first bit, Josh. I couldn't do the second bit. I actually ended up in hospital one, one day after I'd landed flat... <laughs> face down trying to stand on someone's head and take a mark and i decided that i was better off just playing in front and staying within the tram lines after that it's a it's, yeah, it's a well, long way I down was very
0: lucky. I, I could never jump so i never got into that position so i was never never able to hurt myself that way so it was good
1: um andrew gaff was he used differently or did he just play better
0: um, oh, I think he just, yeah, I think the way that um, uh, the boys are playing as well, like, you know, to be able to win the contested ball and, and, and have a bit of that free-flowing footy, um, you know, Gaffy really came into it. Obviously, he was playing the wing, and, and, and Jimby going down early pushed him into the middle, which was, you know, good to see. So he was around a lot more contests, but, um, but, you know, it's been obviously a tough... Tough year for Gaffy. Obviously, the criticism, cop, and and then last week, you know, having having six touches, and and this week, not knowing whether he's dropped, and, you know, coming in as a sub. It's a, a different mindset, I suppose, to. To the game, um, but he, he got his chance early, and um, yeah, he was able to get get a few touches and be a part of you know a lot of that that ball movement play, which was which was great to see. So hopefully, the, the confidence can start building, you know, with Gaffy, because that's that's probably one thing. as an older player and a senior player when when your form starts dropping off, that that confidence and that doubt can can set in. So being able to get that confidence back, knowing that he is a, he is a good player, hopefully he's um, been able to get a little bit more of that and, and can keep building from here.
1: Yeah, I reckon footy managers also have when they sit at their desk and they assess players, they have the player contract right next to the birth certificate as well. So when you get to thirty-one <laughs> and you're not going too flash, you start to you start to get a bit worried. Yep. Hey, um, I I saw Peter Sumich's player ratings in the West Australian, and he was. Um, not yeah. as buoyant on this guy as I was, but I thought this guy that I'm about to mention had one of his better games for West Coast. I, I thought Sam Petreski Seaton was actually pretty good. Um, played the pressure yeah, forward no. role a bit better.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, that's, you know, that's what you want um, kind of Samo in there for. Like uh, the the pressure and um, uh, I suppose the urgency that he put on, and and that's what he was always great at training and in games, is that that real urgency to just be, you know, up on someone's mark or pressuring around. And, um, you know, it it, it was pretty good to see. Obviously, the touches and the goals probably haven't haven't come from a result of that, but um, him that's why he's in the side. Um playing that role. Um he can be a really good link player up up around the ground as well. Um but yeah, that that pressure you talk about, you know that that's something that, um that's why he's in the team and that that is his role and um he's usually able to to deliver on that.
1: Big challenge for them this week. They go over east, they play Carlton. Carlton are now in ripping nick after struggling uh, for about 5 or 6 weeks through the early part of the season. What do you expect from them?
0: Yeah, well, um, obviously Carlton have, have come into a little bit of form and won a, a couple of good games now, so they've um, they've got the sniff back, which is which is great. But um, yeah, it's only really a big challenge. Obviously, West Coast getting over there six day break. Obviously, the the the, the scheduling and the fixtures of um, you know with these six day breaks is coming at a tough time. But um, but look, consistency with the majority of the group back, having another you know pretty light on a training session, but having everyone together, you know, will be great for it. Um, and getting over there. I think Harry Mackay is, is out, um, which, is, which is positive for our back. So they'll only be dealing with kerno and a couple of them. So, um, but just got to bring that effort, got to bring that consistency. They keep winning that contested ball, and, and even the clearances, just to get it forward, um, they'll be in a good position to, to really take it up to Carlton.
1: JK, I asked this question yesterday and got a good response to it from the listeners. I'll I'll put it to you without notice today. If if you could get in Adam Simpson's ear and ask him to make one move between now and the end of the season, try someone in a different role, find something out about one of the players, what would it be as far as you're concerned?
0: Oh, you put me on the spot here. Yeah? Um, <laughs> yeah, you put me on the spot. Um, oh, look, I. I'd like to see kind of cripper up and around um, the midfield a bit more. I know he plays half forward but, um, you know, someone like him around in centre bounces, And it's probably a bit of a craft thing, so I don't think they'll ever do it but his ability and his work rate to one, do it from half forward but also, you know, if he was in the midfield and being able to be around the footy and kind of have that kind of free reign to run up and back and and collect it I don't know, I've always always, um, been a fan of trying to put him in the midfield, it's never really happened but um, if you want to go kind of out wide with something, I'd, I'd, I'd put Crips in the midfield and, and give him a crack in there.
1: That's a good call. It's a good shout. He's a monster runner, and he's a very direct player as well, isn't he? Like, his, yeah. his, There's no bells and whistles to what he does. He gets it and uses it. I, I like that. I think that's a good shout. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, he's always, it's really the, the half-forward run. He's always up and around the ground and the defence, you know, kind of structure he sets up to the offence. But, you know, having, it's a different when you're in the midfield, you know what I mean? You can kind of get around to a lot more contests and don't feel like you have to kind of sit in certain parts of the ground. So he's got the run, um, he's got the contested ability to be, be around it and, um, like I said, pretty direct with the way he runs. So um, we have pretty good up run around, especially with that transition off half-backs.
1: Mate, before I let you go, what will the rehab be today? Will there be ice bars? Will, will there be massage? Or will you just lay around and, and watch TV? Well,
0: I did a bit of a laying around yesterday, and it, it is quite difficult when you don't have physio and massage and ice bins and pools on, on tap. But um, I'll probably be getting down the ocean. I'll take the dog for a walk this morning after this and go jump in the ocean and, and try and I'll feel a bit, a bit better tomorrow.
1: Josh Kennedy, thanks for joining us on the show, mate. Uh, Take it easy. Rest those weary and sore bones, and we will uh, look forward to talking to you again next Tuesday.
0: Sounds good. Cheers, mate.
1: Josh Kennedy, we're coming to you live from the Toolkit Depot studio out here at Optus Stadium. Don't forget to shop winter at TKD. If you have any thoughts about anything on the show today, give us you those, thought, give us those thoughts on the Temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736, or you can call us on the open line 13 12 55. After the break, we're going to come back. We're hoping to talk to Scott Gullen, the Herald Suns athletics writer, about the cancellation of the 2026 Commonwealth Games, which were scheduled to be in Melbourne. This is Mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA. Thanks to Isuzu Utes, and you can live your own way in the Isuzu D-MAX.